Welcome back to My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, and I am not conservative, but he is I my am. favorite conservative. Are you interrupting me? Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about flips, and I don't mean back handsprings or any gymnastics. We're going to talk about possible flips in the election, which is in how many days, Edward? Uh, what do we say? 19 days? 19 days. 18, maybe, 18 by the time days. this gets yeah, posted. We're going to talk about seats that might flip, Senate, and we're also going to talk about governors. Mm -hmm. So are we to start with the Senate, Edward? Let's start with the Senate. Okay. Yeah, talk to me. So I am really intrigued by states that are just always blue. Mm -hmm. What's going on with some of those states? Uh, gosh, I mean, probably the biggest could be upset on a blue state would be New Hampshire, I think. New uh, Hampshire is blue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got Maggie Hassan, who is the incumbent running against a man named uh, Don Bulldock. And Don Bulldock is a retired military person. I think he's one of the very few in the entire military that's ever gone from private to general. Wow. Really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. that's so that's impressive. impressive. But the race right now, uh, Maggie Hassan only has a two-point lead as an incumbent in a blue state. Uh, this race used to be well into double digits, and so it's closing very quickly. Was that because of a debate that happened? What do you think it is? Uh, actually, um, and something we're going to touch on a little bit later, uh, Tulsi Gabbard actually went to New Hampshire and did a rally uh, with him. He's also endorsed by Donald Trump, and I think we're just seeing the wave effect that looks like it's going to be happening. Okay, so let's stay in that part of the country, sort of. What is going on with Pennsylvania? Because I think we all know that Dr. Oz, um, that Dr. Oz is running on the Republican ticket, and he's going up against Fetterman. He's going up against John Fetterman, the current brain-damaged, unfortunately, sad to say, he did suffer a stroke a few months back. Uh, but he does have auditory problems. Was this a seat that was open? This is a seat, yeah, the Republican is retiring. Got so it. it is. It would be just a hold for the Republicans. But uh, Joe Biden was actually in town this past week to do a, <laughs> which is, you know, just lends itself to many, many jokes of the brain-damaged candidate and the brain-damaged president all rallying together. It was a it was a quiet stump speech, if I remember correctly. Fetterman didn't say anything. Yes, uh, John Fetterman, at his own campaign rally uh, with the president, didn't say a word. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, the president really has to struggle for those words. He does. Sort of he, like does. He, he, is, he is challenged, shall Okay. Yes. Republicans are probably going to hold that. It's really iffy right now. It's actually Oz is down to... Um, however, this was a 15-point Fetterman advantage right. just a few months ago, and the more people are seeing John Fetterman really struggle with his his brain issues, I think they're finally coming around. Okay. And, and besides, but besides the brain issues, he is a full-blown leftist. There, there's no question about. No, that. I think you called him a communist. No, his wife, I think, is the communist. Oh, <laughs> I think he, he's just the uber leftist. He's socialist. less of a communist. Yeah, okay, for somebody who wants to stop fracking and everything else, and in the state of Pennsylvania, that's a major source of their of their economy. Yeah. Okay. But but Joe went because he's from Scranton. He's from Scranton. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Let's stay on the coast. Let's keep going south and a race that I find 
so interesting because I'm not sure I would vote for either candidate. I'm just saying Georgia. Oh, let's uh, talk about Georgia. Now, was this an open seat or was Warnock an incumbent? Uh, Warnock, it, okay. this is a a shorter term. This Warnock filled out the term that was previously open for the last two years. He got okay. it in 2020. So now this is for his first full term. Okay. All right. And he's going against he's Herschel. Going against Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Herschel Walker came in with a lot of name recognition, like absolutely. Dr. Oz. So that helped yeah. a lot. However, I got to say that all of the controversy aside, I don't think we need to go into it with Herschel Walker, just not the best spoken. I, I, you know what I mean? He, he fights the English language <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this just pretty much a, a rubber stamp vote for the Republicans? Should he win uh, in the Senate? Yeah. Absolutely. Now it's a dead heat, right? They are, uh, yeah, neck and neck right now. Okay. And it is, I, I think the trend is going toward Republican uh, simply because of the governor's race. I think uh, I think that race is kind of interesting also. We, we can talk about that later, but I think they that may be able to pull him over the finish line. We're not going to talk about that race. It's not on our list. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we might keep all this stuff in. Okay. So let's go Midwest before we go out West. Okay. Let's talk about Ohio. So I got to say, I'm a big J.D. Vance fan. I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics. But if you haven't read his book, Hillbilly Elegy, I think I recommend it to everyone. And there is no question that this is a person who came from absolutely nothing. He is such a shiny example of the American dream. So his politics aside, I do have a lot of respect for J.D. Vance. So talk to us about Ohio. Yeah, great story from J.D. Vance. Raised in poverty, ended up at Yale, you know, best-selling author, that sort of thing. He made uh, versus Tim Ryan. Uh, Tim Ryan is a sitting congressman uh, from Ohio, probably best known for somewhat challenging Nancy Pelosi last time she was up for her speakership, but uh, obviously failed there. J.D. has a slight lead now, uh, either one or two points. He has been behind in this race the entire time, usually by five, six, seven points. So uh, I think as, as we're getting closer and closer and closer, all of the kitchen table issues are coming to the surface and people are finally realizing they need to vote with their pocketbooks. They understand that the Republicans will have a much better outcome for them. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people said that Dr. Oz wasn't very relatable. Fair. I don't see how J.D. Vance is not relatable. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, exactly. To the working class people in yeah. Ohio. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Tim Ryan tries to come across as, you know, this working man kind of thing, but he's voted 100% with Joe Biden and everything else. So it, you would this look, be a flip, a true flip? Uh, this would be a hold. This would uh, be a hold. Yeah, yeah, this is a retiring uh, senator. Okay. Let's go out west. Uh, correct me. I think this one might be a flip. We'll see. Nevada. Nevada is a funny state, right? I always think of Nevada as just sort of, it's purple. You kind of never know what's going to happen in right. Nevada. What's going on there? And would this be a true flip? This would be a flip because Catherine Cortez Masto uh, is running against Adam Laxalt. Masto is the incumbent. So this would be a true flip. Adam Laxalt was the previous uh, Secretary of State for Nevada. Uh, for Nevada. Okay. And this one's it, in a dead heat too. It has been. Yeah. It's again, one of those things where Laxalt was down seven, eight, nine points, you know, just a month ago. And it is just tightening up incredibly, which is the wave that we're starting to see build and build and build all across the country. 
then finally for the Senate races, let's go out west or stay out west. Let's go south from Nevada and go to Arizona. Arizona. Tell us about Arizona and would this be, again, Arizona, I don't know, red, blue, they can't decide. Would this be a true flip? Yes, it would be because okay. you've got Mark Kelly, the sitting senator, okay. uh, the who is an astronaut. You have to throw that in there every time you talk about Mark Kelly. In fairness, there were fewer astronauts than there are Olympians, so I'm going to give him that. He well, that's say, true. He can say he's an astronaut. Oh, oh okay. absolutely, okay. absolutely. But that's no reason you should but, be a senator. No, <laughs> right. But who is he going against? He's going against Blake Masters. Masters is a finance guy from Arizona, and previously a politician. Or... No, this is oh. his first foray into. Uh, politics. Okay. And I think the race is, he's down about three or four right now, Blake Masters is. Okay. Uh, but they did have a debate the other night, and Blake Masters, I think, did an incredibly good job because probably the biggest issue in Arizona is the border. And, oh, God, yes. And, you know, Mark Kelly is all of a sudden flipping and talking about how tough he is on the border and everything else. And people can see with their own eyes and they see it every single day of these illegals just flooding their state. So I just want to recap the Senate before we go to the gubernatorial races. And so I'm just going to say a state and tell us if that would be a flip if okay. the Republican wins. So Arizona. Would be a flip. Yep. Georgia. Uh, Georgia would be a flip also. Ohio. Uh, no, that would be a hold if the Republican won. Nevada. Uh, Nevada would be a flip. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania would be a hold. And New Hampshire New has Hampshire to be, be a flip. flip. <laughs> no question. I mean, that, that is just blue, 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 blue. All right. Let's switch gears and go into the gubernatorial races, which, by the way, that is a mouthy word. I don't know why we don't say <laughs> oh. governor races. Who came up with that? Don't like that word. But let's start out west because i am so intrigued by this one i love oregon as you know one day i'm going to take edward's ashes with me to oregon when i'm a little <laughs> old lady but oregon really is a blue state even though two-thirds of it is very rural so it's, it's kind of unusual in that way um so talk to us about the governor's race in oregon you got katie brown who is or kate brown who is the uh, sitting governor uh, going against Catherine Drazen. Uh, I believe she's a member of the House, the State House in Oregon. Catherine or Christine? Or Christine, excuse okay, me. Okay, just Christine. making sure. That, that, it is a woman. So, okay. Yes, it is. Yes, right. female versus female. Okay. You know, and Oregon represents a lot of, of America in terms of the coast is the big blue areas yep. and not on the coast is the pure red. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're seeing the Republican actually has a one point lead wow. in the race right now as of today. So just incredible. Uh, you know, Biden, gosh, I wish I had numbers, but Biden carried this state probably by 15. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. So let's talk about Arizona. So much going on in Arizona. Yeah. Every day I see something about these two candidates. We've got Kate versus Carrie. So talk about those. Young yeah, Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. Now, Katie the is Carrie. not the incumbent, is she? No, there is no incumbent. Okay, uh, it is a term limited out. It okay. is a Republican governorship. Carrie Lake, a former journalist, a news anchor. For 30 years. 30 years. And finally just said, I've had enough. I'm out of journalism. 
I want to make a change. And she jumped into the arena. So this is her first jump in here. She came in with a lot of name recognition sure. in the state, even though, if not nationally. Yeah, yeah. But Ari Arizonans, they know Carrie Lake. Yeah, she I mean, was they, in their home for 30 years. Yes. Yeah. And she really had to fight in the primary. I remember she almost yeah. lost the primary. She did. Backed by Donald Trump. He came in and did some rallies for her and whatnot. Okay. Ted Cruz rallied for her also. So how's it looking right now? Uh, it's actually uh, Carrie Lake has taken the lead by one point. Okay. Um, which is good. Now, as we talk about all of these things, everything is incredibly close in a lot of these, especially blue states. And you got to remember the margin of error can be anywhere from three and a half to four and a half percent on these polls. So everybody's within the margin of error that we've been talking about. This is one of these races where you've got Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake and the Democrat will refuse to debate. Oh, that's right. Yes. She will not do a debate. Yeah. Since she couldn't find the time on her schedule. Yes, she yeah. said her schedule was so, set and it couldn't be done. Right. But you can. I I'm, mean, I'm not. I roll here, right? Well, if I were Katie Hobbs, I'd be a little intimidated too. Let's be frank. Carrie oh, Lake absolutely. is a media professional, three decades of experience. Mm -hmm. She's sharp, she's polished, and she pushes back really hard. And she would just mop the floor. Well, but she okay. can look at, you know, Herschel Walker just recently debated Raphael Warnock. And everybody thought Raphael Warnock, who is a preacher, who's preached for 30 or 40 years, would mop the floor with Herschel. And that didn't happen. So very different situation here. It is, it <laughs> is a little bit, a little different. bit. Different. Okay. All right. Let's go to the Midwest. Um, I think we have cheat sheets this time. I think that is Minnesota, correct? Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. So Minnesota, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Minnesota, and this is not because I have this knowledge, it's because Edward told me before we hit record. But Minnesota was the only state that in the Electoral College that didn't go for Reagan in the um, re-election. 1984, it was 49 states to one. Walter Mondale is a native son of Minnesota. Oh, okay. So, well, that makes a lot more sense. Well, it does. But I mean, seriously, okay. you only vote for him because he's from there. The only okay, so Minnesota's blue. Minnesota's, in fact, Minnesota's so blue, the last time that they voted for a Republican for president was Richard Nixon. So you're talking 50 wow. years. Wow, okay. And actually in the last, I was looking at it, in the last 100 years, uh, they've only voted for Republicans three times. Okay. It's a blue state. It's a blue right. state. So we so... now have Tim Waltz and uh, Scott Jensen. Right. And nobody's Who are they? Who's Scott Jensen? Well, Tim Waltz is the sitting uh, governor right Okay, now. he is. Okay. His reign has been over this wonderful time they've had in Minnesota for the last few years, oh you know, with the cities burning and you know, so on and so forth. It's been crazy. Uh, Scott Jensen, nobody's ever heard of him. Scott Jensen's actually a physician. He's a general practitioner. Uh, he is in the state Senate. Okay. And right now it is absolute dead heat. Okay. You know, this should be a Democrat. Now, did these two debate? I don't know if they have debated. Okay. All right. All right. Let's stay in this part of the country. Let's talk about Michigan. We've got a sitting governor, Gretchen. Gretchen Whitmer, yes, uh, Gretchen as I Whitmer. call her, Governor Squarehead. Not nice. Her face looks very square. Okay, you're allowed to have a square face. Not <laughs> nice. Okay. Squarehead. All right, Governor Whitmer. Is, yes. Whitmer. is that how you say it? Whitmer. Going up against... Tudor Dixon. Yes. yes. Very unusual name. Tudor. Two women again. Two women again. Which yeah, I really love. Absolutely. It should be an easy win for the Democrats. Right, it is not. Sure. Uh, she is inside the margin of error. Tudor Dixon is. She's only down two points as of this uh, airing. And if there was, besides Cuomo as governor in New York, he was probably the worst governor during COVID. Gretchen Whitmer really fought him for the title. <laughs> she really, really did. Yeah, the draconian lockdowns that they've had and just the hypocrisy that they had. I mean, she was 
caught going to Florida during the middle of the pandemic oh, yeah. on a private plane to go see Don't her mother, you yes. know, while everybody else is locked in their houses. They can't buy paint at the store or anything like that because God forbid they actually do something while they're locked down. But yeah, she was with COVID. It boggles my mind that, that she should even run again. But she is. She is. All right. And and technically she's still ahead. I know it's yeah. one of the margin yeah. error, but she technically is. she's still ahead. So let's go to my favorite state because this is just mind-boggling to me new york new york is as blue as, as new hampshire what's going on in new york new york so you've got kathy hochel versus lisa lee zeldin uh lee zeldin is a current sitting congressman okay. kathy hochel is the incumbent but has never won election because she was appointed she was the lieutenant governor who took over when governor cuomo had to resign because of touchy-feely issues. Okay, so this is her opportunity to... This is her opportunity to shine. And uh, right now, uh, she does have a three percentage point lead in the polls. Again, this is another one of those that was 10, 11, 12 points not that long ago. And New Yorkers are fed up with the crime, with everything there. Yeah. It, it, and they're seeing nothing being done about it. And the, the no cash bail and you name it. If New York falls... Boy, it'll be Ooh. a domino effect and across the country. What's interesting about New York is we're going to know those returns early on, not only because of where the state is, yeah. but they tend to do the returns pretty quickly. Yeah. So we'll have a good indication, I think, within a couple of hours. I the agree. poll is closing. Yeah. All right. So let's do a quick review of the uh, governor races. I'm just going to say governor. I don't like gubernatorial. And you tell me if it's going to be a flip or not, if mm -hmm. the Republican wins. And let's go back out west. Oregon. Oregon, yeah, that would be a flip. Katie Brown or Kate Brown could lose. Yes. Okay, Arizona. Uh, Arizona would be a push because it's term limited out, although it is a Republican, so it would so be a hold. hold. Okay, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota would be a flip. Okay. For Republicans. Michigan. Michigan would be a flip. And uh, New York. And New York would be a flip, yeah. So a lot, a lot of races in play. God, can you imagine if New York, Michigan, and Minnesota all flipped? I think I've said in previous shows, if you can't defeat Democrats in this environment, you need to find another line of work. Because, yeah. you know, it's just out there for the picking, for the taking. And it's crazy. Those are the Senate and governor, I'm saying it, races. Mm -hmm. We also want to talk about, I guess, someone who's flipped, sort of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to back up and say in 2020... Who was my favorite candidate for president from day one, Edward? That would be Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Love her. Do not agree with her on everything. She is more socially liberal in some ways than I am. But I felt like she said what she meant. She stood by what she said. Her views were much more moderate in many ways and more nuanced and of course, she had experience, not just as a representative from Hawaii, but also in the military. So she's still currently active in the reserves. When I saw Tulsi in the primaries, I didn't know very much about her initially. And then I got to know her views, which I said, I don't agree with many of them. But I just felt like, I hate to say she was presidential, but she was. She had this authority to her, this confidence. I believed her. And I really believe that she was going to stand up for the U.S. in terms of worldwide. I really felt like she was going to put America first. I love that about her. And I liked her from day one. And if I could go back in time and vote in the 2020 election, which I did not, I would have written her in as the candidate. I would have just, yeah, I would have, because you know, I really liked her. 
Tulsi from a, an incredibly blue state of yeah. Hawaii. She has a seriousness about her. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. She kind of reminds me that seriousness and that respect that she gets like a Mike Pompeo, uh, former secretary of state on the Republican side. And when she talks, I think a lot of people listen. However, however, <laughs> Tulsi has left the Democrat, has, Democratic yes. Party. And she hasn't said she's going to become a Republican. In fact, I think she may stay independent. But that was a big deal that she left. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Two years ago, she was on the debate stage with the Democrats, right? I and mean, stayed till the end. Let's, we need to talk about that. And we need to thank Tulsi, I believe, for all Americans, because she's the one that took out Kamala Harris out of the presidential aspirations, at least temporarily. In one debate that happened. Deb yeah. If you Great remember moment. that first debate, Kamala took out Biden. Yep. And she was riding high. And the next debate, Tulsi took out Kamala. And they've never forgiven her for that. <laughs> I know. And she was the one holdout. Yeah. She, all the others folded to mm -hmm. back Joe Biden because they were all promised certain positions. She didn't. She didn't fold. And I believe there was a former candidate for the Democratic nomination, would have been Hillary Clinton, that actually suggested that she was a Russian agent. Yeah, yes, they, I a know. serving member of the military is a Russian it was agent. such so, bullshit. Yeah, it's such a this shame. This is to supposed to be a clean show, but that was utter <laughs> bullshit. I mean, really, come on. So I, I love Tulsi. I, yeah. I feel like we need her in government. We need her in politics. I don't think she's going to get back into politics. She does have a brand new show, so we will put a link to that in the show notes and on all the other channels and wherever we are. Yeah. I feel like it, it was major. It's a loss. It is. You know, the problem with uh, for Tulsi is... She's kind of on an island, no pun intended, <laughs> right? Yeah. Metaphorically you know, as well. Yeah. Conservatives aren't going to rally around her because of her abortion stand and everything else. And Democrats are shunning her to the leper colony. Right? Which is ridiculous because socially she is so liberal. She is step and step with the Democrats socially well, what, in many what ways. I think could be interesting is if we see it comes to fruition, this red tidal wave that, that happens, the Democrats are going to have to really take a look inside. Now, if they go with the, gee, we just weren't far enough left, then they're totally done. Yeah. But if they have a reflection point and they say, you know what, we went too far and you get more of the actual adults back in control, I think think there may be room for a Tulsi if she wanted to come back and Please, at, least, at least lead something of a renaissance. Please come back. We need you. <laughs> we moderates slightly left of center really need you. Please come back. Please come back. So we are going to wrap up today with just a little segment we haven't named yet. <laughs> No, just something we like kind of like found interesting. So we were talking about how so many of these candidates won't debate or there's a debate but by the time it's going to happen with Fetterman and Oz if it does happen it's so close to the election and voting has been going on for some time yeah. so when I was growing up voting happened on election day yeah. and if you were granted a mail-in ballot there were really special exceptions for mail-in ballot it wasn't easy to get one but now we did a little digging and it turns out that this really is, as you like to call it, election season, because it's not just mail-in ballots anymore. You can vote in person in almost every state before the election, okay? Now, there's a way to solve this, but I think that's for another time and show. However, we did find there are a handful of states that do not allow in-person voting until the day 
of the election. They flat out don't allow it. So, Edward, would you mind telling us what those states are? Oh, yeah. He's going to look at his little cheat sheet here. Uh, it's Alabama. Alabama, where, where we live. Where we live right now. Connecticut. Big surprise, Connecticut. Shocker. Yeah, yeah uh, I was Mississippi. shocked. Mississippi. Mississippi. Not so surprised. Uh, Missouri. Miss- okay, please don't do that to the people of Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. Okay. And Vermont's cranky neighbor. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Also surprised. Yeah. I, I was quite surprised. Is that five? I thought there were six. Five. There's only five. five states that don't allow in-person voting until the actual election. Yeah. So right now, most states were three weeks, less than three weeks out. Most states are allowing voting in person. Yeah. You know, I've always been of the mind that, you know, if you vote early, too early, and then something comes out about the candidate that you just voted for. Right. Like they're a pedophile or whatever. Right. Something You're, horrible now, and true. Before that used to actually be a negative. But now since there's no more pedophiles, I believe they're minor attracted persons. Okay. Or you're, maps. you're going down <laughs> a rabbit hole that we don't but, have time for today. Yeah, but <laughs> it's there's no reason to have to vote so early i mean not everybody is disabled not every it's just convenience for when people talk about our elections it is the highest thing we can do as citizens to set our government which makes me a little embarrassed that i didn't vote in 2020 or 2016 but keep going okay that's all right and it's given this aura of majesty almost that you have this civic duty and whatnot and for them just to mail out ballots to everybody I think we're digressing, though. We are. Okay. We are. It should be a little cleaner cut. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, This is one situation where I feel like state versus federal, this could be a federal thing. I I feel like there should just be sort of one rule. I know it's not going to happen. That's not how it works. I would completely disagree. I know you would. He would totally disagree. Only five states. I mean, it's just wacky to me. So anyway, I just want to tell everyone. So we are on Rumble. We are going to be on YouTube as of this week, and we're on Instagram, and the handle for everything is the same. It's my favorite conservative, and yeah, it's him. And and we are looking at a couple other social media networks, although we want to limit them, and we are also considering putting this out as a podcast. So if you're listening to this a year from now, then you're listening to the podcast. Thank you to all our followers. Yes. We love to see new followers yeah. every day. Thanks so much. Uh, please DM us. And my name is Andrea. And I'm Edward. And he is my favorite conservative. Thanks. Thanks.